So here we are, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And now we're right at the heart of Christian faith, right at the heart of Hebrew tradition, which doesn't sweep things under the carpet, which uh, focuses on forgiveness at the centre of the good news. Because the good news really does hang on forgiveness. Yet nothing offends our modern identity more than having to ask for something like forgiveness, does it? Uh, we don't like doing it. And to politicians and presidents who think that might is right, it certainly is a difficult thing and won't make sense. We heard it just a few days ago. We heard a president say, if you don't dominate, you're wasting your time. They're going to run all over you. You'll look like a bunch of jerks. Quote, I know, I know. But nothing feels worse sometimes or more painful than having to come out of hiding, to come out vulnerable and to come out empty handed and to say, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. And because it's difficult, I guess that's why Jesus spends a bit more time at the end of the Lord's Prayer saying something more about forgiveness. He says, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive your sins. But if you don't forgive, your father won't, can't forgive yours. Now, some of us say, forgive us, yours, uh, forgive us our sins, and others say, forgive us our trespasses. And some of us say, forgive us our debts. And the original word does actually translate as the word debt. Forgive us our debts. Forgive us for withholding what's due to you, but which we cannot repay. Whichever word we're equally, says the Bible, sinners and debtors and trespassers. John 1, 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth isn't in us. So we're all presidents, politicians and everyday people. We are all dependent on God's mercy. When Richard and I first started praying together, when we first knew that our relationship was serious, when we were back in the training college, training to be Salvation Army officers, we tried to start the discipline even then of praying together. And um, I soon noticed that when Richard prayed aloud, he would always, always, somewhere in his prayer include the phrase, forgive us our sins. I wasn't used to praying quite that way myself. And it did, I must say, at the beginning, feel a bit odd. But that discipline over the years has rubbed off on me. And it stood us in good stead at times when we needed to pray that prayer most. And over the years, I've come to deeply love, deeply love praying, forgive us our sins. So much so that if I don't use that phrase, if I don't pray that prayer, forgive us our sins, it feels like there's some kind of gaping hole um, in that prayer. It's come to mean so much. It's become part of who we are. And even if we forget it, the other one will always say at the end, and forgive us our sins. And so we can pray this tough prayer because we can be confident that we pray it to a gracious God who just wants to forgive us, who loves to forgive us. Such is the story, of course, of the father in the prodigal son, who um, dashes down the road to meet his lost, wayward, sinful son. Dashes right down the road to meet him. 
And it's the nature of God like that to want to forgive, says Stanley Hauas. He wants to forgive, not because our God is soft on sin, he says, but because our God is determined to have a family and because our God is determined to have us. Didn't we see that in Psalm 103 earlier on this morning? The Lord is compassionate and full of mercy. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickedness. And so we come in confidence to ask God, forgive us our sins. And then there's this second part, as we forgive those that sin against us. And in this prayer, we learn that as we are forgiven, we become truly able to become forgivers. Now, no one's suggesting that the practice of forgiveness is an easy one. The church sometimes, I think, presents itself as if Christians are um, falling over themselves in their eagerness to forgive each other and other people. But we know it's not quite that simple, is it? I know I should forgive you, but deep down inside, I don't really feel like it. Or I really feel like forgiving you now, but you're not interested. I know I should forgive you, but I'm angry at you for hurting my children. If I let go of this, or if I don't let go of this, will it kill me? Stuff like that. And Jesus explains how we learn to forgive. Lord, if someone forgives me, sorry, Lord, if someone sins against me, how many times should I forgive? Seven? And Jesus says, not seven, my friend, more like 77. In other words, as long as it takes for forgiveness to become how we fundamentally relate to God and to each other and to the world. Now, occasionally you get to hear Richard playing some jazz, a jazz piece on the piano. Sometimes he puts something up on YouTube or Facebook and on our Wednesday onlines. But I also get to hear Richard daily, every day, practicing jazz scales. You don't get to hear that. Um, and what he's doing is trying to build up muscle memory so that those jazz chords become part of who he is, embodied in his mind and then into his fingers. Or you see the Lord's Prayer beautifully written in calligraphy at the beginning of this um, series each week. So beautifully written and crafted. Do you think that that calligraphy um, just comes by itself? Or do you think that Catherine, which I believe she does, puts in a lot of practice to get that hand lettering, lettering so perfect? Honestly, I'm not sure that forgiveness ever becomes that natural. But by God's grace, it can be, can be grafted and crafted. As Christians, we cannot skirt around this forgiveness issue. It just won't do to say to someone, all right, let's call a truce. If you stay out of your, my life, I'll stay out of yours. That's not okay in the gospel. That's not to say that the injustice we suffered by someone didn't matter. God cares about that. But Jesus refuses to let that sin have the last word. 
He invites us, says Stanley Hauerwas, by forgiving others to throw a monkey wrench in the wheel of retribution and vengeance. And in this way, the kingdom of heaven breaks in. Look, we know this in our bones, don't we? If you've ever known yourself forgiven, you know how that feels, the freeing nature of it, the release that you feel that comes knowing yourself forgiven. If ever you've forgiven somebody who's wronged you, you know how it is to breathe deeply again, at last to breathe properly and wholly. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Let's pray this prayer with the world. Sins around who is slave and free. Sins around race and colour, around who is wealthy and poor. Around who has a voice and who never gets one. Let's pray it with the church. Sins around the abuse of power, around schisms and infighting, against the misuse of scripture, around lack of neighbourliness towards one another. And let's pray it on behalf of our own private petty sins. And that goes something like this. We approach God and in his kind welcoming presence, we feel our hands are a little bit dirty. And we say, there's a few things here that are a bit difficult. And God says, yes, there are, aren't there? Come, join me at the table. Let's get them out and let's deal with them. And until we enter the discipline of forgiveness, our friendships are only ever going to go so far and our marriages are going to be prone to buckle. We'll spend our life as a job hopper, a church hopper, a relationship hopper. Because if you haven't been wounded by somebody or something yet, you're almost certainly going to be as we all are at times. And if we don't get into forgiveness, we're going to be forever stuck with this. So let the divine healer help us deal with those sins, help us deal with forgiving sins too. And may this prayer help us breathe in forgiveness and breathe out forgiveness to others in the name of Jesus who lived and died and rose for our freedom. Friends, it's all about grace. It's by his grace we are who we are. It's grace at the heart of life and of our lives. Grace all the way. Amazing grace. Amen.